Hey, hey. In the last episode, I think it was episode eight, I talked about reinvention and what that means to me in my world and in the scope of how I show up as guide and coach and therapist. And I thought today I would dive in a little deeper and talk to you about what does inner healing look like? What does shadow work look like? Because uh, they're definitely buzzwords on social media nowadays. And when I'm talking about reinvention, I'm always talking about, I, I think about you, uh, you have your foundations of who you are. And some of those foundations are serving you really well. And some of them aren't. And my job is to go into my clients' foundations and pull out very, very gently and with so much love and compassion, pull out and unpack the foundations that are not helping. And these could be the people pleaser archetype, the martyr archetype. It could be childhood wounding. It could be wounding from relationships. It could be money wounding. Um, it could be self-sabotage, anything like that. And, and the way that I look at it at this is when you look at your life, what keeps cycling around? What keeps happening again and again? And I always believe our evolution works like us. Uh, we're going up a, a ladder or a staircase and we're going up one stair at a time. And <laughs> I'm only laughing because I how I used to go through life is I was like, fuck the staircase. I'm flying up to the top. That doesn't work either. <laughs> the quicker we get to somewhere, um, you know, we don't do that deep in a work, the quicker we fall backwards. And the way I can really explain that is we can all join a 12 week body transformation program and I'll hold my hands up and I have done fucking many of those in my lives. And we can all you know, listen to the teacher and they can really guide us to change our mindset in those 12 weeks. And we can, with sheer willpower, change how we're eating, work out like a crazy person, and we can get results. But I will bet a shit ton of money on that most people, 99.9% .9 people, do not keep those changes because they haven't had time they haven't gone in and really looked at what is going on inside they've just plastered over the cracks which is what I was talking about in that last episode and change like that never sticks um, and as someone who worked in the fitness and health and well-being industry for over 30 years, I saw it time and time again, not only with the women in my world and also with myself and also with other clients and other fitness professionals as well. So what does deep work, what does inner work, what does shadow work look like? So I'm going to share a really vulnerable story. Um <laughs> already I'm getting a little bit tearful and um when my when my son when my son was young um I was an addict and uh I was a cocaine addict and alcoholic for the first seven years of his life 
and um, I hurt him. I hurt him a lot um, by the words I said to him, by the actions I took and the choices I made. And I know that and I take responsibility, full responsibility for how I showed up. And I am forever doing my own inner work to deal with the shame, to deal with the pain and the sadness of that. For me personally, I know that I can no longer sweep this under the carpet or deny it or disconnect from it. And something that I do, <laughs> and I catch myself quicker and quicker nowadays, something that I do is I will disconnect from how I'm feeling. Um, I will go and be busy somewhere else. I will, I, the way that I describe it is I run. I run from myself. Now I'm not physically running. Oh my God, I couldn't imagine anything worse. Um, no offense to all my runners out there. Um, but I run by absorbing myself in something else. I ignore it. And just coming out of my second marriage, this is something that my last husband used to do. He used to sweep things under the rug and then we just get on with it. Now for me, that never worked. And what I saw again was my habits kept cycling around and I kept repeating self-sabotaging behaviors. Uh, so I would drink, um, I would uh, eat, I would be in this perpetual cycle of always pulling myself down with my self-talk. I would not believe in myself and as I'm evolving more, I firmly believed that my worth was dirt level. And I didn't recognize that at the time, but I can see it now as I'm breaking the, all these generational curses and these curses that I've put upon myself that I really did believe that I wasn't worthy of getting what I wanted. So what I did was I just took the scraps that came my way. Now I'm going to give you another perspective of this is that, and, and dive into it a little bit more, is that last night I sat and talked to my son. Uh, my son is 22. And my son obviously has, there's a ripple effect of how I treated him and to how he is now. And my son will say a saying over and over again, he'll say, I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. I've got this. I can deal with it. Whatever's going on in his life. And there's, you know, as we go through life, we all go through our ups and downs, but my son won't open up. And what I was gently explaining to him last night is that you've built this protective shell around yourself and you push people away and people's help away because you don't feel safe within them, with them. And I will take my full responsibility for part of this. And um, because the way I treated him when he was younger I know I didn't offer him the safety that he needed. And this also, it's really, it's interesting 
and it's painful and it's sad to talk about this, but I'm not shy about, I'm not going to lie about what's going on for me and what I've gone through because I know the way that I share is helpful for others. But also I recognize what goes on in my son happened with me. I was very defensive. I was very, I was very angry for a lot of my life. I was very uh, fiery and um, I definitely had my walls up and I did not trust anyone. And so when I was talking to my son last night, I was like, I said to him that when you're ready, when you're ready, it is so worth going to therapy or working with someone through your body to help you heal this pain that is inside you. Because otherwise, that pain rears its ugly head again and again, and we can project it out onto others. We can think there's something wrong with us. We believe that we're not enough, that we're broken. And I said, the way that you do this is, and I do still believe in the value of talk therapy, is you can start with talk therapy and start talking it over and start giving it some airtime rather than it rattling around in your brain. And a really good therapist is going to be able to hold the space for you and reflect back to you what's going on. And also for any of us being seen, accepted and validated in our experiences is part of the healing process. And then as we go through this journey of starting to unpack our stories that we believe are so true to us and they get more space around them, they have less hold on us. We can start to look at our life and our life experiences from a different perspective. And what we can do from this is we can detach ourselves from these stories. We no longer believe them so much. They have less hold on us. And then that widens our perspective to a new viewpoint, to getting curious about, wow, could I be different? Could I show up in the world as a different person? Could I act differently? And then it goes further that the mind can do a lot, but yet when we've experienced trauma, abuse, um, our bodies have been put in this state of shock, that talk therapy is only going to get us so far and we have to be able to feel to heal. And so that's where somatic body practices come in, where we bypass the brain and we drop into the body. And we, a lot of the work in my, with my clients is I'm, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always bypassing their stories. I'm not dismissing their stories, but we get wrapped up in the stories we tell ourselves in our heads. And I ask them to go underneath the story and explain 
what are you feeling right now? What's going on inside your body? What are the sensations that you're feeling? And from there, we follow the emotions, we follow the sensations. And as you go into the body, as you open the portal up into these sensations and these emotions, that leads you into a whole new world, which it it holds so much wisdom and healing and possibility for change. And even this week, I was working with one of my clients and she is in her own personal evolution and she's moving through a lot of shifts and changes. And yet she also recognizes, oh, I start running. I start running and I start fretting and there's this low grade anxiety that won't go away. So in our session this week, she connected to that part of her that felt like it was running or in fact it was pacing and as she connected in she realized oh that is my 20 year old and I can see her and she's walking up and down wringing her hands and throughout the process in our session she was able to give that part of her, that part of her psyche, so much love and compassion that that part of her psyche started to feel safe, started to soften. The anxiety started to diminish. And in that moment, she was able to reside with that part of herself without the fight without trying to run away, without thinking, fuck, there's something wrong with me because I feel anxious. And this is, you know, I didn't explain it in this much depth with my son, but this is what I was trying very gently to explain to my son, that this is what healing looks like. We have to feel the pain and we have to embrace it, learn from the wisdom of it, and understand that it's part of us. We can't run away from these parts of ourselves. That's what I did all my life, and I ended up destroying my life. And when we can come back home to the child that always felt unloved and we can reparent that child, when we can come back to the teenager that was always bullied and felt ostracized by her peers and tell her we love her, when we can come back to the part of parts of ourselves that we feel really uncomfortable with, you know, even the outside, we might not like how our bodies look, or we don't like that we can't move our bodies so much. When we come into a more compassionate relationship with these parts of ourselves, that's when we come back home. That's when we start to integrate these parts of ourselves that left to their own devices are running amok inside of us, causing so much chaos and internal drama. (sighs) I'm going to leave this actually with the advice, (laughs) the, the, the wisdom I passed to my son. I said to him, 
sometimes you're not going to feel happy. Sometimes you're going to feel so much pain because of what you have gone through, because of what I did. And sometimes you don't, you won't want to feel it. And that's okay. You're going to learn that there are better coping mechanisms in life to be able to deal with that pain. And sometimes give yourself permission to go outside, light, light a joint, look at the stars and cry and let those feelings come out because they are better out than swirling around inside you. And I'm going to leave you, <laughs> I'm definitely going to leave you now with this, is that what I told my son and I will tell you is I love you and you are loved and you are okay.